<clears throat> Mike, Mike, check one, two, one, one on the microphone. Can you all understand me over there on the other end of this thing? Mm-hmm. Well, I reckon you want to know what it is I'm doing here today. Name of Carl, Carl Childers. And I'm here to tell you a little story about why you end up in here in this place full of crazy people. Mm-hmm. Probably thinking I killed somebody, but I didn't. I'm going to tell you about where I grew up at down there in a the little old spot off of Sweet Street in Homerville, Georgia. And one day me and my brother's out there in the yard playing with the ball, playing stick ball. Some folks call it baseball, but I call it stick ball. Mm-hmm. When I heard a commotion going on in the house, I ran up on that there screened in porch. I seen my mom in there with her boyfriend. His name of Bubba King. And they's hollering about the paper. And something that was going on down there at the Fred store down there in Homerville. Mm-hmm. And then me being the kind of curious fella like a cat, I like to run in there in the house and see what was going on. According to my mom and Bubba there, mm-hmm, they said that they was closing down the Fred store in Homerville. Mm-hmm. Now you may wonder what I get so upset for about that. It's because I like to go down there and get a good deal on the potted meat and the soda crackers. Mm-hmm. And the mustard for my biscuits. Mm-hmm. I like it really good every day when I get to eat mustard and biscuits. Mm-hmm. But my mama, she told me that day not only was they closing the fresh down in Homerville, mm-hmm, but they was closing them down everywhere across the country, and I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. So I snatched that there paper out of her hand, and I hit Bubba upside the head with it twice. Dang near knocked his head off his shoulders, and I said, what they shut it down for? what they close Fred's for? Mm-hmm. About made me lose my mind to go down there in the dollar store and have to fight rats and roaches and bugs and all. And that's why I'm in here. They closed Fred down, and I just want to know what they did it for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. We're here to bring you the best in entertainment and entertainment-related news. So without further ado, I am the one and only Blake. And I am part of a set, Ben, because I have a twin, so... <laughs> I'm one of two. We, wow. <laughs> Welcome to the greatest podcast being recorded at uh, 8.07 on Monday night because Ben was late. We got to work like an adult or something stupid. <laughs> Jesus, Ben. But uh, anyways, how's your week been, dude? Uh, it's good. How's it? Ben Goldman. <laughs> oh, no. I see what you did uh, there. He's so punny. <laughs> That's been good. I can't complain. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's hard to ask you how your week's been. It's only Monday, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of a, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how's like one-seventh of your week been what so far? What was today like? It's all right. Yeah, nothing, day. nothing happened. Today's the Mondayest Monday ever. Oh, dude, it's been crazy here. Had newspaper work, um, football practice. Yeah. I got a little nap in. Made a hot wing sandwich at lunch. You made a hot wing sandwich? Sandwich. Not sandwich. Sandwich. Made a sandwich. Um, gotcha. Yeah, made a sandwich because that's what I like to eat is sandwiches. You know how that is. <laughs> but anyways, wow. We just go on and on and on. Anyways, welcome guys to the, uh, this week's edition. Our edition. This week's excellent adventure. We don't call this an edition because you never know what you're going to. What We're like, 
Life's like a box of chocolate. We force Gump over here. You don't never know what you're going to get out of this podcast. Um, but we then, don't even know when we show up yeah, sometimes. We have a list that's like guidelines. And we're like, we're hopefully going to talk about this stuff and stay within <laughs> these parameters. But, you know, most assuredly, we don't all the time. Um, first for us this week, Ben, uh, we are going to try and launch our Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure YouTube channel. Yep. So we got the iPad recording us right now. What's up, gang signs? <laughs> yeah, hopefully I can get this audio to sync uh, with the video and we won't look like we're just mumbling retarded <laughs> talk. Oh, I can't say that. PC crowd, sorry. Mumbling crazy talk. My bad. Um, <laughs> can we you, have, can uh, you use crazy either? I mean, let's have a discussion oh, about that. Oh, there'd be a whole bunch of females getting mad right now because I said crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gabe Escobedo loved the day we went to... Um, do the candy for the football game and we're eating at Gold Crow and Tifton and he told me he's like I really love y'all guys' podcast <laughs> he's like I love, he's, I listen to it all the time now you're on Spotify I can listen to it wherever I go he goes and it's great he's like, I really love those, those skits y'all do at the beginning like, well we just kind of download them you know based on what we're going to talk about for the week but, you know, we're always looking for ideas to spice it up so Gabe shout outs for you dude thanks Gabe thanks for listening to us while you're out protecting us keeping us safe and doing that law man stuff <laughs> um we've got an interesting show for you today we're going to talk about a couple of different things i got my little notes here in front of me these guidelines that we spoke about earlier um number one we're going we're to start doing this this uh, new segment every week ben we just talked about it a little bit if you remember uh, a couple about a month month and a half maybe two months ago we did a spot about bigfoot sightings in north carolina yeah <laughs> and the guy bear said I ran out in the back and he was messing with my dog and I said, go on, get, go on, get. And he left. So from now on, when somebody does something crazy, we're going to present him the go on, get award. <laughs> and uh, this week goes to Fred's because they're closing all their stores. We're going to talk about that. What a dumb move, Fred's. Anyways, um, Netflix has announced, uh, well, they announced a couple weeks ago, but I forgot to talk about it. If you like watching The Haunting of Hill House, they're getting ready to release the uh, sequel to that. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> in a surprise move, Hasbro, the toy makers has acquired death row records <laughs> don't know what that movie is all about we're going to discuss that one as well uh we're going to talk about some new disney plus news uh some new music dropping uh here in the next couple months one of our childhood favorite books is coming back we're going to talk about that or books whatever they were uh we're gonna do a question of the week we might discuss some wrestling news who knows what we're going to talk about this podcast we might even talk about spider-man this old hoopla between sony and marvel we don't know that's the beautiful <laughs> thing about this podcast it's like a Cracker Jack box. You know you're going to get something good out of it. It's going to have all the delicious goodness, and then you're going to have a surprise, and you don't know if it's going to be a decoder, which I don't even know why people use decoders anymore these days. It's a throwback <laughs> to the 30s. When, Anyways, it's going to have a tattoo in it. It's going to have a ring. It's going to have something, a surprise that you didn't know about. It's also going to be very cheaply made. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so hang on for the ride. we got to get into that. Before we get into that, uh, we can't go any further without thanking the people that make this podcast podcast possible so we're going to thank our sponsors first and foremost on that list it was his birthday last week yeah it was. i hated they didn't come to church yesterday because <laughs> i was going to embarrass him on the microphone and sing happy birthday to him in front of an entire sanctuary <laughs> they didn't show up and that's ben's pappy y'all that's uh mr bill murray not to be confused with the actor <laughs> the pharmacist yep. um and he's, <laughs> he's our og he's uh, our og call him dollar bill y'all <laughs> dollar dollar bill uh we're talking about mr bill murray and the folks down at Acme Pharmacy, located on East Dame Avenue here in Homerville, they are your go-to spot for all your pharmaceutical-related needs, your prescription drugs, all your health care-related product news, and like news. 
healthcare related product needs if you need it go buy it they got it um, but if you do want news you can always stop by and catch that coffee crowd in the morning because them old men know everything don't nothing <laughs> go on in Homerville that they don't know about and if you're not from Homerville and you come through Homerville um, stop in there in the morning get you a cup of coffee matter of fact tell them Ben and Blake sent you and tell them the cup of coffee is on us because Ben can do that I really can't but Ben can <laughs> so tell those lovely ladies that Ben and Blake sent you they'll give you a cup of coffee we'll pay for it later because Lord knows I buy enough medicine down there all the time <laughs> <laughs> and just sit around and listen to them I promise you won't be disappointed we're also brought to you by Anchor.fm your one stop shop for all things podcast related you've been dreaming about getting the podcast off if you say to yourself man I wish I was cool as Ben and Blake and could do this whole podcast thing like they do we're really not that cool uh, there's your spoiler alert uh, but check out Anchor.fm they have um, an app you can download it's on the Apple Store as well as the Google Play Store uh, you can get that you can download it you can use their little pre-made engine if you want to record it directly into the app they have a bunch of uh, sound effects and intro music and outro music we just choose to do our own every week and um yeah, so check that out. You can do it on that, or you can go on the webpage. Here's a good thing, Ben. They actually pay you to host their pod, your podcast with them. Yeah. Because you can do an advertising spot like we're doing right now, and every time... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> your little nods at the camera. <laughs> yeah, those are going to those are gonna get me. But anytime somebody <laughs> listens to the podcast, uh, they pay you a certain amount mm-hmm. to do it. And after you hit a certain point... point blah, 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 blah. After you hit a certain point, they... um send you other advertisers that you can throw in the yeah. mix you also get paid by them they also um, are a podcast aggregator now what that means is they take your podcast they host it on their site and they branch it out to other sites like right now we're on uh, Radio America we're on Stitcher we're on uh, Spotify we're on the Google Play Store we're still waiting to hear from Apple Jesus Christ <laughs> the rapture of the church is going to happen before Apple gets back with us <laughs> maybe I need to check into that tomorrow Maybe something. You might have said something vile and disgusting that Apple won't let on the podcast, man. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to blame you because everything's now your fault that we're growing. It's not my fault anymore. So, yeah, um, those are our sponsors. Come by and check out Acme. Check out that uh, Anchor.fm app if you want to do a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying, bro? Again. Getting text messages on my phone. What? What? You so busy. All right, I'm so I'm such an important person. Let's get into um, our new segment, Ben. This week, go on, get bored. Goes to the wonderful people that own Fred's. Now we all know what Fred's is. Maybe we do. If we don't, I'm gonna let you know what Fred's is. It's technically called Fred's Super Dollar, and it's an alternative to the Dollar General stores that are yep. popping up like wet gremlins everywhere <laughs> you look on every corner. <laughs> There's a dollar store now. There's more dollar stores than we have grocery stores in the world, which is not bad if it's a Dollar General market bin because yeah. those are actually very nice. Yeah. For the most part, it's just Dollar General. Uh, and it's an answer to those and um, Family Dollar. I think it might be a southern thing. It might yeah. not be like Midwest, northern. Uh, it's a Memphis, Tennessee-based chain. So I'm not sure how far they go. But anyways, Fred's is a good store. I like Fred's. Yeah. Everybody I know likes Fred's because they're well-organized and they got good deals on stuff. And most of the time, they got friendly staff. And I've never have yet to go in Fred's and need something and didn't find it in that store. But uh, according to this news release, by um, AL.com Fred's filed for bankruptcy closing all the stores every one of their stores that they have open is now going to be shut down and this is a travesty Ben it's a <laughs> national travesty while we're focusing on important stuff like obesity and diabetes and gun control and illegal immigrants and all this hoopla and whether gay people should be able to get married or not we got our, a real national crisis here our Fred's stores are closing Fred's are closing and what are we going to do about it Write your congressman, call the president, go to 
somewhere where somebody's important and they might not have anything to do with it. But tell them, Ben and Blake said you need to get off your lazy duff and do something about Fred's closing because we're about to lose a national monument. Like, imagine the outrage if if they decided to get rid of NASCAR, Ben. Every redneck in this world would double up their back pockets full of red man and they would get in their four-wheel drives with their sister and their three babies and they'd drive to the state capitol and they'd demand that NASCAR... I mean, you remember when they switched from the Winston Cup to the Sprint Cup or whatever they call it? Uh-huh. Boy, people, you don't take cigarettes out of NASCAR. Boy, Winston <laughs> Cup, that's what it's about. Cigarettes. They don't care about lung cancer, none of that mess. But yeah, they don't do... Anyway, <laughs> wow. You think we hate NASCAR. I'm sorry. That's a tangent that I just went on there. But, but I'm just saying... That's the level of upset that we should have. Forget all this universal health care and free education. I need that crap. We need Fred's is what we need, Ben. Just remember, if you don't support your local retail outlets, God will take them back. So, like, you I, mean, have this, to, I don't think this is one of those inspirational moments where yeah. if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, it was meant to be. I'll no, see you, what happens. I'm saying is you got to, if you want a business to stick around, you got to support it. Or, or but, let's, let me, but let's be honest, though. In a small town like Homerville, where, where we already have two other dollar store like Dude, Dollar General, they have a store. They're going for like every 13 miles, which is crazy <laughs> because we totally need more Dollar Generals in the world. They're going to price themselves out of business. Anyways, we'll talk about that another week. But I mean, let's just face it. In small town Georgia, where we live at, um, people may not realize this or not, but we don't have a Walmart. Yeah. yeah, people. We are 30 miles at least in either direction from a Walmart. If you go south, we're about 60 miles from one but um so when you need something you don't really have that cheap outlet store experience to run to and grab some stuff so we have the family dollar and the dollar gentral which are both hard to navigate around because (laughs) they order more crap than they need and it's like hey we got shelf space we just throw this crap on the floor and let people step over it (laughs) basically what they do um and then you got a store like fred's that comes in a nice little shop you know and they set up and they clean and they always got cool stuff in there like movies Mm -hmm. they still sold dvds even though i don't even know if i have a dvd player now (laughs) um Spat when DVDs have become the cassette tapes of the two thousand. It's happened. But anyways, they've got man, all kind of got video games. They got all your little electronic cords and cables and video game controllers and just all kind of cool crap in there. If you need it, they got it. Pet supplies. I didn't even realize, but this Fred sold mattresses and furniture bin. Yeah. I did not know that. It was like camouflage because every time I walk in there and look around, I'd be like, man, I ain't never seen this mess before. Somebody said, have you ever seen that Fred's sells mattresses? And I was like, no, girl. I, I mean, I ain't nobody, there ain't nothing in there. The next time I went to Fred's, I look, and guess what? Boom. There's mattress. a mattress. Like, how do you hide a mattress? It's not only a good store, but um, they're also well-versed in the art of being a ninja with their stuff. <laughs> That may be that's why the, and now they're fixing the ninja vanish. Oh my so god. <laughs> Master Tets are gonna drop a smoke bomb and they're gonna bounce out like the foot clan. Golly. So um yeah, owner of Fred's, whatever poor business decision you made, uh, and it can't be the fact that people don't support Fred's because I've never been in Fred's and there have not been people in there buying stuff. So whatever poor decision you made, whether it be gambling or cocaine or hookers or whatever you spend all your money on, or all you might be a Christian. And if you are we And don't do that stuff We apologize Maybe you just had Like a bad banking experience But shame on you buddy Because we need our friends We need it now um, So yeah buddy uh, you, We don't even know your name And you're not I'm so mad I'm going to look your name up You might be a chick You might be Chinese 
don't know. You might be Hispanic. I don't care, but you get to go and get award for the week, buddy, because that's what you need to do. You need to go and get about this country because illegal immigrants aren't destroying our country. It's people like you shut down Fred <laughs> that are destroying <laughs> the very moral fiber of what all we hold holy in this country. And we have just rambled about Fred's for 16 minutes. It's so easy to do. Um, wow. Lord, I apologize. And be with all the clothes and Fred stores. Uh, ben, let's let's go ahead and, and <laughs> I just snorted. Let's go ahead and jump into this stuff, Ben. Just go ahead and get the show on the sure. road because we're gonna keep kicking here. Uh, Netflix, dude. Netflix. Haunting of Hill House season two. They say is going to be a lot scarier than the first. That's one. what I hear. And I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um, no, I do not want to do an Apple visitor survey. I want to read about the haunting of Hill House. Anyways. <laughs> pulling up on my phone because we've been having some issues with this cutting out recording. If you listen to last week's recording, we cut out like a whole segment of one of Lynn's topics. Yeah, sorry, about Lynn. Some <laughs> no, I didn't Yale hear about Harvard it until movie. the other day. <laughs> I've never even saw the movie, but I'm sorry, Lynn, that that happened. Anyways, it keeps doing it. It's driving me crazy. So anyways, Ben, um, I watched The Haunting of Hill House when it came out. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, it, I had to watch it twice. Yeah. Because the first time I watched it, it's so full of all those God bless it jump scares. Uh-huh. And I already got a heart condition <laughs> and it's defibrillator. And I thought I was about to code out a couple of times. Then I had to go back and rewatch it yeah. because I miss so much. And when you go back and rewatch it, it's, it's a great it's story. It's a great story. Yeah, it is. It's a great um, series and it was well put together. Now, granted, there's some glaring potholes in it and potholes, plot <laughs> holes, not potholes like you drive on. And, you know, there's always the super nerd out there they're more nerdier than us like to pick stuff out like that because they, they're just miserable living in their grandma's basement well eating, in the Shirley Jackson novel they didn't yeah, do this eating pizza uh, rolls you know and I can be that guy like with movies like with Harry Potter movies I read the books and I was like nah that's not what happened in the book and everybody's like shut up Blake we're not nerds we didn't read the books like you I was like well you should have because I'm smarter than you anyways so Anyway, I enjoyed it from, from, from start to finish. It was mm. a great series. Um, the scare factor was definitely there. There was yeah. definitely meat to the storyline. Yeah. They tied it together from front and back. And it kind of, when I, when I read that they were going to do um, a sequel, I was like, How are they going to do that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> How are they going to do a sequel? Well, you know, the people at Netflix, you don't dare them to do anything because <laughs> they will uh, jump up quick and be like, Oh, really? Well, we'll bring Albert Einstein back from the dead like on the Harry Carey skit. <laughs> but um, yeah, let me find it again. I had to close that because it kept telling me. The Haunting of Hill House. Or it's not even going to be The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Um, it's going... Why does it keep doing this? It's, it just keeps dropping me to another link and it's really ticking me off. It's going to be called The, the um, Haunting of Blythe Manor yes. is what it's going to be called. Uh, and it's going to be based off of a Henry James uh, psychological horror novel, uh, so which is actually called The Turn of the Shrew, yep. which takes place in a ghostly-looking manor. Um, kind of is going to be revised and remodeled by Mike Flanagan, and it's just it's, it's I think it's it's going to be great. Whose um, track record, by the way, Flanagan's track record so far is pretty dang good. Um I don't know what all he's done, but I know he did that movie Oculus yeah. uh, that came Which out. Which was movie. a good movie. I enjoyed I, I mean, that. I thought it was decent. Yeah, and uh, and he also did the uh, the adaptation of Gerald's Game that Netflix yeah. did, which was I, I like that too. Yeah. Um, 
Flanagan has said that the second season will be loosely inspired by um, James's scary tales, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to make it scary because it's not. It's looking like it's not going to be a continuous story that is linked from episode to episode. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of be like a scary story you tell in the dark, which we still need to see. Yeah, I know. I'm like, are you afraid of the dark? Used to be on Nickelodeon. Yep. Like it's every week is going to be a different. Every episode is going to be a different story, which is kind of. I mean. You know, there's pluses and minuses to that. With the first one, you know, you had that whole season that kind of held you in or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, and, and so I can see where it would lack the, you know, the the suspense uh, feature from see, from episode to episode. Yeah. But it could also be great because you're going to get, instead of one story spanned across 12 episodes, you're going to get 12 different stories. Yeah. And that, that could be, I mean, what do you think about that, Ben? I think if... If it stands up at all like the the first season, it's going to be one hundred percent worth watching. Yeah. Um. And the Henry James, uh, the turn of the screw, turn of the screw. Um, shrew. Shrew. Turn of the shrew. No, Excuse screw. me. I'm, I'll get it. <laughs> that was the Fred's guy. That's how he lost his money. Is also a. Uh, <laughs> it's another famous. Uh, yeah. You know, ghost story. Um. So uh, much like the haunting haunting Hill House was based on the. The book, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley yeah. Jackson. Um, and there's been two other movies made based on it. Anyways, that's beside the point. If it's if it's anything like that first season, it's going to be wholeheartedly worth watching because that was a very, very well done uh, season of television. Um, yeah, well, they say that... Um what they're saying is that that's what's going to make it scarier. You know that the they mm-hmm. say that the fans of James's work are going to be delightfully surprised because of the content that they're going to put in it. But they also said that um, people that aren't fans of James's are going to be scared out of their pants Good. because it's going to be terrifying. So um, that releases in 2020. And when we get an actual date, we will let you know. But it's got to be great. I can't wait. Um, on to the next item on the list, Ben, and this is the one that has just <laughs> blown my mind. You sent me this link, or you posted it on my Facebook, and it's like, we can discuss this on the podcast. <laughs> um, Hasbro, big toy maker, uh, responsible for like Power Rangers and Transformers <laughs> and Monopoly and yep. Play-Doh, all these cool uh, toys. <laughs> has decided to check out their inner gangster. According to a report from the New York Post, Hasbro has acquired gangster rap label Death Row Records as part of a $4 billion deal. $4 billion. Now, if you if you recall correctly, Death Row Records was um, started by Suge Knight, mm-hmm. famous Blood Gang member, Dr. Dre, a couple, you know, featured Tupac, Dr. Dre, Snoop Doggy Dog, several different rappers, and it was very, very prominent back in the East versus West rap battle yep. days, but... Uh, they were the West. <laughs> they were the West, of course. But since then... Um, it's kind of gone downhill, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tupac but- died. Dr. Dre started his own record label, went on his own. Snoop Dogg did the same and went with a couple other labels. Should not got arrested. I think he's still in prison. Um, and so, you know, Should not just, dangled you know, vanilla ice out of a window. That's right, baby. Um, for <laughs> stealing something from him, and he really didn't. He just jocked the beat from Queen. But anyway, don't go there. Um, for a part of a, his bid, <laughs> here's the statement. As a part of a bid to grow its stable of family-friendly entertainment. Have they never listened to a Death Row record before? Wow. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, okay, well, here, this makes more sense. Toymaker announced the $4 billion deal a couple weeks ago to buy a British company called Entertainment One, which produces animated kids shows like Peppa the Pig, PJ Masks, but it also owns the rap label, so they're buying other stuff. They're just getting death row. Oh, it just um, sort of, it was part of the deal. Hasbro, who owns the rights and stuff like My Little Pony, Monopoly, Mr. Potato Head, uh, said that they're looking to expand family brands of television production uh, with their products which makes no sense uh, the, and here's a statement um, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner said the acquisition of E1 um, adds beloved story led global family brands that deliver strong operating returns to Hasbro's portfolio and provides a pipeline of brand new creation driven by family oriented storytelling again have you never <laughs> listened to anything off of Death Row so basically they didn't just buy Death Row they just acquired it as part of a deal which is kind of like you go buy a box of goodies from this old lady's house and like it's like oh I'm gonna buy these these records man cause they're like be classic you're going through them and there's like um there's like Elvis sings gospel there's Conway Twitty's greatest hits there's a couple Skinner albums in there like still in the plastic made some money and you get in the bottom of this junk and there's the chronic and there's all eyes on me and there's doggy style all these albums it's like a bond you didn't intend to get it but you got it but you got it yeah and so um I just like the I couldn't I couldn't pass that headline up. I was like, "What? Yeah. How does this make any sense whatsoever?" But you know, I, I guess that makes sense if it was just sort of lumped in with a bunch of other stuff that they were purchasing. Um, here's something I want to mention that I didn't add on the list. Uh, I read some some I don't know if they're spoilers a lot. They're theories, like validated, almost validated, 100 percent theories. Uh, plot details from the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson uh, in it. They said that it's going to be it's not going to be one of those Batman movies where they develop the villain character by character it's going to have Batman playing like as a detective investigating when people are dying around the city and the villains are always going to be established in the storyline okay. so it could have more than one and he's like going through trying to find out which ones I've heard of. for certain that the Riddler was going to be yeah. in the in the new movie I think that might be a smart move you yeah. know instead of like taking time to build the villain up they're already established characters or whatever Yeah, and then you can just kind of go on with the storyline so that should be that should be kind of cool um, let me find it. Lucasfilm. This is what we want to talk about. Um, they are developing a new story. You know, Disney Plus is getting ready to come out yep. here pretty soon. And uh, on Disney Plus, they've got a whole list of stuff from Marvel movies to Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, like The Mandalorian is going to be on that, yes, right? It will. All these different Marvel shows. So now they've announced um, that Lucasfilm is reportedly developing a Yoda TV series. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. There, I mean, there's not really many details out about it now, but I've always said that, you know, when they're doing these new Star Wars movies and they did the Solo movie, they're going to do this. I always thought that Yoda had a strong enough character yeah. to deserve, like, a Solo movie if they yeah. were going to do one. Rogue One was a great movie because it played in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I thought that was a good... I thought I thought Rogue One was great. I never watched a Solo movie. There's mixed reviews about it. I, I enjoyed the Solo movie. I'll I put need it to like check that. it out. I, um... There are things that I'm not so crazy about in it, but on the whole, I think it's a decent movie. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. But you know, and then I kind of got disappointed when after the solo movie Tank or whatever they said they're shutting down the the standalone movie production. I was like, dang, because I wanted to see um, a Yoda movie. Well, now we're going to get that as a part of Disney Plus. Yeah. They already announced an Obi Wan um, series mm-hmm. with Ewan McGregor on it, and so um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see because I like. Um, Yoda I like Yoda I like him a lot Yoda I like <laughs> Yoda like you I do 
Um, so yeah, we'll give you more information about that as it comes out as well. Here's one that I'm pretty freaking excited about, Ben. Green Day is dropping a new album um, on February the 7th. Yeah. But they're dropping. It's called Father of All. And I just saw this today. Yeah. Just heard about this today. Now, um, you know, for all of you that aren't familiar, Green Day has been around since the early 90s. Yeah. Um, they almost, they're going to make an honorable mention on my list later. They didn't make the <laughs> list. But uh, their first album, Dookie. Which, uh, yeah, Dookie. It's a so great album. It's a great album, <laughs> despite the crappy name. Um, they put out what was um, American Reject? Is that one of their albums? American Idiot. American Idiot, there you go. So they've got some pretty good albums. They had a really good sound. It was only a three-member band, and their sound was very deep to only be a bass, a guitar, and drums. Yeah. And um, and they they interchanged so well as as musicians. Well, they were they were good musicians outside of just being a punk band, you know. Um, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with just being a punk band, but like um, they were they have been able to be super successful in, in an area of music that doesn't really breed success. Yeah, um, kind of like a like like a ska rock sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, got some ska feel to their delivery or whatever. The kind of that um. You know, back like when they came out in the nineties, everybody was in that Seattle grunge scene, mm-hmm. and then Green Day kind of came out with that Southern to Mid California, mm-hmm. not poppy rock, but it was a little bit cleaner and more um, more beat driven. It was more crisp yeah. than the, you know, if that makes sense, than the grunge rock. Well, they they could back it up with this, like Billy Joe Armstrong turned out to be just a really solid songwriter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, um, they did another. There's another album of theirs I really like called Nimrod. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that album. Um, an awful uh, lot. Doesn't beat Dookie any day. <laughs> Dookie's a great album. Dookie. I just like saying Dookie. <laughs> oh, Dookie. I got to go Dookie. I'm going to go drop some Dookie. <laughs> Every time about Dookie. So now we go all over the place. Dookie's a fun word to say. <laughs> it is a fun word to say. Man, that's your challenge tomorrow. I want you to see how many times you can work the word Dookie, <laughs> dookie in, the in the conversation. Hey, y'all. This one, something smells like Dookie around here. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go into a camper today. I could have said that. Uh, like uh, oh, it was bad. It, didn't sm- it did not smell good. <laughs> it smelled like Dookie. <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough about Dookie. It's a pretty stinky subject. Anyways, uh, Ben, you had something you wanted to mention earlier about uh, childhood favorite coming back. Why don't yeah, you tell us about that, dude? I, I read an article earlier today uh, stating that uh, The Far Side, uh, the popular comic strip, uh, th- everybody loved if they didn't love it from the newspaper then they loved it from uh, wall calendars and whatnot um, or those uh, day by day calendars whatever you call them mm-hmm. um, desk calendars um, they've teased a return of the far side um, Gary Larson um, is teasing a new era of far side uh, that is going to be on the the strips official website and he's going to be updating with new cartoons, uh, possibly. Uh, there is no absolute uh, confirmation on this, but he released a little cartoon that said uh, uh, it had like a like people unthawing like uh, animals out of ice, <coughs> and it said uh, uncommon, unreal, and soon to be unfrozen, the far side, and it got everybody's attention um, because. Uh, everybody loves the far side. I love the I, far I've not side. Met dude. a person yet that did not care for the far side. I'm sure they're out there, but um, it's one of the most beloved comic strips of uh, of all time. Certainly of the 80s and 90s, and um, it's right up there with Calvin and Hobbes. Oh yeah, dude. Um, totally. Um, 
those are probably the two most famous from that time period peanuts um yeah i have my favorite i have a far side book that um when i moved i made sure i could lift it pack where i could get is the chickens are restless uh-huh. i can read through that thing every day and it's still funny <laughs> it's you hilarious know, yeah the chickens are restless and it's very satirical comma 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 comedy you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like you got to have a certain set of humor to get it but they've got like the chickens are restless they had cows of our planet mm-hmm. um living crash mm-hmm. test dummies not living crash test dummies there's wiener dog art <laughs> um the far the side gallery side, the far side gallery but yeah there's just tons of them dude they were all great and you know growing up those were um those are some of my favorite stuff along with like uh, Light in the Attic and mm-hmm. Where the Sidewalk Ends those Shell Silverstein yep, yep. books those are great as well but yeah dude the Farside comeback I think that's fantastic yeah I, everybody's been wondering if he was ever going to do anything else because yeah. he kind of I guess he made enough money off of that stuff over the years that he just doesn't really I mean, have to do anything those books and those dang book fairs right and then uh, Jed Douglas, I know he liked something on Twitter this morning, so I had to go follow the actual far, far side Twitter page. And it was sharks going up, and the people were running off the beach. And I'm like, why can't we sneak up on them? It's like, hey, man, our dorsal fins are sticking out of the water. I wonder how long that's been happening. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's pretty funny. Good stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, they're coming back. We're going to be looking into that and uh, kind of see what's going on. And when we have more uh, info about that, then we shall make it readily available to you in a hasty manner. Um, that was, I don't even know what that accent was. It was crappy is what it was. Folks, don't God, try this Blake. Jesus, Blake. What are you doing with your crappy accents? <laughs> now I'm talking like I'm from Boston. Boston. Or Brooklyn. Somewhere like that. Go park your car. Go park your car. You know, where pants and the things you use. Boston is the place where uh, a certain brand of pants and the thing you use to crank your car with are pronounced the same. You got your khakis. <laughs> you got your khakis. Your khakis. Wait, wait, are you saying pants or car? Are you saying That's khakis good. or car keys? I said khakis. You got to get your khakis. khakis. Whatever. Yeah, have you ever noticed that people from Boston are always like the most irate people in the world and they complain about everything? There's, They are. They're perpetually angry. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, why is the sun shining today? I wish it was dark. Yeah, you think you got it rough. Why don't you come over here? And then it's like, oh my God, it's so dark. I wish the sun would come back out but not be as bright as it was. <laughs> well, at least it don't have something like cancer. They're always, they were always are. <laughs> Golly. Anyways, that's enough about Bostonians. <laughs> uh, Bill, let's do the question of the week before we jump into a break. Let's do it. Last week I asked you, who'd you have to write the story of your life? <clears throat> let's see, what can we do? We've done um, music. Um, if your... <laughs> okay, random thought. There's out there. If your life story was made into a miniseries, mm-hmm. what network would it air on and why? <laughs> That's a weird question, dude. If my life story was made into a miniseries. Miniseries. Hmm. What network would it air on and why? you got to have a valid reason as to why it would air on a certain <laughs> network. Well, my uh, my life story would be fairly boring. Um Whatever, did you get run over by a flower truck while you were smoking cigarettes? That's not boring. <laughs> what That's great. You had cigarettes. a handful of cigarettes. Did you not have a handful of cigarettes? <laughs> uh, lawyer. Did you, did you not have a I handful of cigarettes? My case. <laughs> Is there anybody else there to validate that you weren't smoking those cigarettes when you got run over, man? I'm just saying. The uh, well, if if but if we're saying that, if we're ta- saying I'm getting there's a bunch of drama, I'm then would kidding. it not be a lifetime movie? I'm doing lifetime. <laughs> 
Oh, don't say that, dude. You have to surrender your man card if you're going to put your your miniseries um, on Lifetime. Uh, you know, chick flicks. That I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with ABC. It'd be on ABC. And the reason it would be on ABC is because th- th- back in the day, that seems like that was the station that did all the miniseries. Yeah, all the I Stephen guess. King ones, at least. It yeah, seemed they like. did do those. Um, plus, uh, Disney owns ABC, so hmm. mine's probably gonna be on Hustler. <laughs> Just kidding. I could not resist that joke. Lynn's probably gonna hear that and be like, "Wait." <laughs> You can't do that anymore. I just said in the name. I didn't say why. Because I'm such a go-getter. That's why. Didn't he mention Hustler last week? <laughs> Did he really? The Larry Flynn story. My greatest sports movie here is the Larry Flynn story. <laughs> the People versus Larry Flynn. <laughs> Larry Flynn on sports story. This is great. Um, so if I was going to put my miniseries on a television station, I'm going to go with Fox just because they don't really cut a lot of bull crap out. <laughs> That's pretty well anything goes. And I really feel like my live story would be all over the place yeah. up to this point. And so I would need the freedom to like be raunchy at parts. Yeah. Not that I'm a raunchy person. Just been through some raunchy stuff. Why are you rolling your eyes at me, man? I ain't Ben's rolling his eyes. Y'all can see they that. They can see it now. I was watching myself just a minute ago and I was swimming back there. I was like, people think you're Stevie Wonder, Blake. And Stevie Wonder did a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really good to be on this show. My Sherry I would like to just um, talk about Minion. things that I like. You know, what's, you know what's a tragedy, Ben? What's that? Stevie Wonder pays like hundreds of thousand dollars a year for child support for kids that he's never seen. <laughs> There's another joke. I'll be here um, at least until we finish the podcast. <laughs> and then by that time, I'll be gone by the time you're here. So who cares? <laughs> All righty. Um, we're going to hear, have a little break right here. We're going to hear from one of our advertisers. And we're going to mention uh, the other one, which is Anchor.fm, your one-stop shop <laughs> for all things podcast-related. Go check them out. Download their app. Go to their website. Record your podcast there or record it on your own like we do and upload it. They'll aggregate it out for you. Uh, they'll pay you to advertise for them. It's a no-brainer. So go check it out. Um, now we're going to hear from our other sponsor. We'll be right back with our top five list, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Acme Pharmacy. Acme Pharmacy is located at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. And they are your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and healthcare product-related needs. Bill Murray, the owner, and his staff are always waiting with a smiling face and a warm welcome to make you feel like part of the family. They're open daily from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and are closed on Sunday. That's Acme Pharmacy at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. You can give them a call at 912-487-5327. Welcome back to Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. I'm Blake, joined here by my buddy, Ben. (laughs) Ben, the man. And, uh, I mean, we're at 38 minutes this week. So let's go ahead and get in it. This week we decide we're going to talk about uh, our top five favorite albums of the 90s across genres. We've already done this one time with our top favorite yep. rock albums, which I call a lot of crap for. I don't, understand, I don't care what you people say. Nirvana's Nevermind is not the greatest rock album of the 90s. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. For reasons that I won't even go into, because we don't have time to talk about it on this podcast. But come see me, and I'll binge you about it, because it's not great at all. And then bang. 
Nirvana was gone. <laughs> ah, so uh, being <laughs> that was evil. I know it was. I'm sorry. It was mind blowing how fast they were going. Gosh! <laughs> wow. And then um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. If you're a Kurt Cobain fan, I'm just glad that Courtney he really Love doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm, I mean, she could got to be happy that Kurt just finally cleared his mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh wow how far can we go and how many people can we insult and offend by talking about Kurt Cobrains I did not even, didn't mean, even mean to do that I didn't that even one. mean that one Kurt Cobrains not anymore anyways before we get too far off the track yeah. why don't you start us off and tell us what your number five is dude oh my gosh <laughs> I cannot even believe we went there but we did <laughs> My number five is a uh, is from a little band from Georgia. Uh oh. Represent. What what? Um, and it's a uh, it's an album called Automatic for the People by uh, REM. I knew that was gonna be on your yeah, list. I love that album. That's I my favorite it. REM album, and they're one of my favorite bands. I knew that was gonna be on there, Benjamin. Um, you know, everybody hurts is the uh, the big everybody. hit single. Um, and that's a, as much as great a song as that is, and it is a great song. Um, there's so many other um, Drive is a great song yeah. Man on the Moon came off of that album which is their uh, tribute to perfor- Kaufman. P- performance art I'm sorry uh, well, that's right performance art uh, legend Andy Kaufman I, I tend not to call him a comedian because I don't think he was just that but um, he was very yeah. he was ahead of his time regardless of what you want to call oh, him yeah. he was great uh, Night Swimming was on that album a great one um Sweetness Follows is a great song that's on that album. Uh, the Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. That's mm-hmm. also it's a great song. It's just filled with great songs. Find the River. It's just filled with great songs, and it plays well end to end. It's kind of a, a more somber album. Like it's not as upbeat or uh, um, jangly as this word often used to describe REM sound. Although I'm whatever uh, <laughs> but it's a it's a really good album it's it's a beautiful album but it's it's got kind of a bit of like an edge of sadness to it yeah. um i think that band um they really don't get the credit they deserve as as just a band um, yeah. because they're not showboaty they're not a real showboaty band but uh <coughs> those four guys uh and then later three <coughs> uh, when me. the drummer decided not to keep going yeah. with them were just they're phenomenal at uh at just arranging their songs and making the best out of what they had yeah and uh I just uh, I highly recommend that album. It's super good. It's a good album. Mariam put out some quality music. Yeah, they did. Not everybody appreciated them like they should. I think, but they were pretty good. Now here's where um our lists are going to cross band, and I know this because we discussed this yesterday outside <laughs> of church. And I was kind of iffy about. I mean, I had some that I was going to put on my list. I didn't finalize it until this morning. And then I was like, you know what, Ben might have been onto something. And I went back and listened to this album again, and I was just like, there's no way I can't put this on my list uh-huh. because it is fantastic and um you talked about this when we did well what was our guilty pleasure songs or whatever you it was talked a, about cover songs. a cover song cover songs um i'm talking about the only studio album of uh jeff buckley is, is called grace it was released on august 23rd 1994 and i'm not gonna talk about it too much because i know it's yours <laughs> um the, the sad thing about this album is when it first came out it had very very poor sales mm. um i think it peaked at number 149 in the u.s had a, re- a lot of mixed reviews um, but, you know, as of 2007, 
what 13 years later it sold over 2 million copies yep and um <clears throat> critics are now calling it one of the greatest albums of all time because it is amazing i mean it is it is i mean it's a fantastic album it's got that really haunting cover of hallelujah on it mm-hmm. which is in its own right just amazing um it's got several songs like so reels on there forgetters on there grace is on there mojo pins on there um and it's and it's really good you know um sadly uh, Buckley was going to record a second CD album and drown before he could do that. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna let Ben. I'm gonna let Ben expand more on that one because he's more of an expert. On, it's just a great album yeah. from cover to cover. <clears throat> Buckley's playing style, like it's like you said, his vocal abilities aren't really the greatest out there. He's, I think he's good. Yeah. But it's his total package that make this album great because there's not a song on there that you can't emotionally connect to in some way. You know what I mean? He's got, and I will segue into it because it's my number four. Uh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's. His voice is the the weirdest mix of power and vulnerability that exactly. I think I've ever heard yeah. an, an, a human being put out in put out there because he's got a really strong voice. Like he's even screaming at some points in, on some of these songs. Yeah, but it, it never loses this fragile quality to it. Like he could break down at any moment. Um, but it's just. It's almost ethereal. Like it's yeah. He's it's a he's got a beautiful voice and and his music has this odd. It's almost like Led Zeppelin meets Cat Stevens like yeah. quality to it. Like he's got a real singer songwriter streak in him, but there's some real there's some chops to that album. Like like legit. Um, I can't think of the name think of the name of the guy that was like the guitar player on that album, but he was a fantastic guitar player. Um, and, and it's really, really sad. His father was a, a musician as well. His father was a guy by the name of Tim Buckley. And Tim Buckley um, was a singer-songwriter in the 70s. And he, he died young, too. He died yeah. of a uh, heroin overdose, though. And, um, and Jeff was just... He was poised to be a bigger star uh, than he became but yeah and the possibility was definitely there yeah and and it just didn't happen because we just lost him in a freak swimming um, yeah that's one of those where the good die young you know what I mean yeah and it's crazy dude <laughs> think of what else he could have put out you know what I mean had his life not tragically ended as soon as it did yeah but if you do yourself a favor if you like seriously uh, check that album out um, if you've ever seen the movie Vanilla Sky yep. uh, they they used one of his songs in that movie from that album that uh, The Last Goodbye yep. yeah is in that movie it's uh, like Blake said the he named he named a bunch of the songs off the album. Um, the one that you're most likely to have heard is going to be the cover of Hallelujah. Yeah, um, which I can't even we've we've already gone into it before. But it's one of the most beautiful songs ever recorded. Yeah, it is. If you listen to that song and don't get emotional, you're heartless. I'm just going to throw that out there because it's so good. <laughs> it's but I, I I can't I cannot recommend that album any higher. And it's a shame that that he never got to. I mean, some stuff has been released posthumously, but yeah. like. It's a shame we never got to hear what else he w- he could. Yeah, we, we didn't get to experience his full potential. 
That's the sad part. Yeah. Um, well, so my number five was your number four. Uh, my number four is going to cross some lines. I'm going to Compton with this one, buddy. Um, like I said, top albums of the '90s. I had to cross do cross genre, <laughs> and so um, my my number four is a 1993 release uh, by Dr. Dre himself, Mr. Death Row Records. <laughs> that's the Chronic. Yeah, is a great. It really is great. Um, I'm not gonna say debut rap album because he was featured on other stuff, but it is a fantastic album. The Chronic is one of those rap albums that span um, decades. It's, you could listen to it when it first came out um, as well as you can to do. Actually, it was released on December 15th, um, 1992, not 1993. I'm sorry. Um, by his own record label, Death Row, which he started. It was, it was distributed by Interscope and Priority. Now, dude, it, it's fantastic. Um, of course, it's named after marijuana. <laughs> And this is where Snoop Dogg got his debut, uh, rapping with some of the stuff off of um, The Chronic. Excuse me, it's like 62 minutes long. It is full of stuff like nothing but a G thing, Dre Day, uh, Let Me Ride is on there. Uh, Gosh, F with Dre. (laughs) There's all kind of stuff on there. The album's great. I mean, it's fantastic. They released the three singles, Nothing But a G Thing, Let Me Ride, and F with Dre Day is technically what it was called. Uh, But from there, Dr. Dre just went up up and up and up and up and another album that kind of came off the tails of that um that is gonna that's one of my honorable mentions is Snoop Doggy Dogs Doggy Style which was another great because it had that that it's the mother bubbing D-O-double-G it had that that really groovy like gangster rap sound and the lyrics were things that they related to and things that they grew up experiencing and it was always a story you know about I'm better than you and I'm this blah 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 East versus West yada 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 it's just a great album if you'd like rap if you listen to all this mumble crap <laughs> go do yourself a favor and educate yourself go get a copy of The Chronic put that bad boy on shuffle and repeat and just let it play <laughs> all day long you will thank me later there's a, there's a definite like Sound to that yeah. album that like is is unlike anything else. Yeah. Uh, other people tried to replicate it. I'm not sure that Never they were did. ever successful. Never did. And that's why you know the thing that helped Dr. Dre with that is he was a DJ, mm-hmm. you know, off the rip, and he is behind. He's responsible, excuse me, for a lot of NWA's beats and mm-hmm. melodies and stuff like that. So it, it was not really the first time it happened, <clears throat> but it was one of the most. Uh, popular times that happened that a DJ actually produced his own album he's like okay, I'm gonna do my own beats yeah. and all this and bam The Chronic was, it's fantastic it's still I still listen to it today um, I may have it on one of my Spotify playlists <laughs> it may be it's own playlist on my Spotify I'm just gonna it's throw that album. Uh, ben since we both hit number four what you got number three dude my number three is uh, Whatever and Ever Amen by the Ben Folds Five ah um, Ben Folds I think Ben Folds is one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. He's pretty good. He's he is a, an incredible songwriter. I actually just picked up a. He wrote a book uh, not too long ago, and I picked it up the other day. Actually, um, I haven't started reading it yet. Anyways, um, <coughs> dang it, I can't do it. The first time I ever heard of him was actually through the Counting Crows because Counting Crows did a song on their second album um, where uh, one of the lyrics is. Uh, I'm all dressed up, no place to go. Got Ben Folds on my radio right now. And I was like, who's this Ben Folds guy? Or something to that effect. I may be jumbling parts of the song. Check him out. But um, check it out. And then next thing you know, Brick was getting some play. The song Brick off of this one. Yeah. 
which is a super depressing song. But yeah, uh, it's still a great one. <laughs> but uh, and it's off of this album. Um, but this album is it's just one of those great albums. In the end, he he really tells a good story in his songs, and it's that's something that I feel is a little lost sometimes these days. Uh, but uh, song for the dumped. Uh, one angry dwarf and two hundred solemn faces um, evaporated. I'm sorry, I'm um, coughing up. There's a song on this album called "Smoke" that I think yep. is is one of the all time great songs. Um, there's a song in here called "Kate" uh, that I really like. Stephen's last night in town. Um, if you don't like piano, then you're gonna mm-hmm. hate Ben Folds Five because <laughs> that's what I like about him. <laughs> I'm being honest, but. Um, because it is a rock band that essentially doesn't have guitar in uh, it. It's piano, bass, drums. Uh, and it's not five people. It's three people. Um, but it's it's a really good album. It's well-written well lyrically, well-written musically. Um, I, I've had the pleasure of seeing Ben Folds live. Uh, it's a, it was a great show. Uh, but Whatever and Ever Amen is just one of those albums that's stuck with me. Um and, and I, I have bought everything he's done ever since. Yeah, Ben Folds is fantastic musically, yeah. dude, and I don't think he gives enough credit for that. No. He's amazing. You know, there's there's videos of him teaching classes, like in like musical classes at yeah. universities and stuff, and they're well worth watching. Yeah. I've even picked up stuff from you know musical theory stuff that I really don't know that much about. But huh. that's, well, that's your three. That's my number three. All right, my number three. I'm still staying in rap. And I'm going uh, back to 1998 with this one, and there's a reason why I picked the, this album. Um, but back when the whole East Coast West Coast thing was going on, people never really paid attention to Southern rap. Okay, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, and so out of the Atlanta scene, um, back in I don't even remember the year. Good Lord, I got to look it up now. Um, let's see. Hold with me. Hold with me. Hold with me. 94. Um, Andre 3000 and his partner Big Boy, Big Boy they, when they were 18 years old they put this rap album out called Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music and it was great it was like bam here we are from the, y'all got this East Coast West Coast crap going on don't forget about this Southern swag don't forget buddy. about the dirty South don't forget about the dirty <laughs> that it, it combined this um, Georgia and South Carolina like flavor and it was just it was amazing they put out um, Southern Playlistic uh, what was their Atlians Atlians however you say it 96 <laughs> but 98 is my favorite one and that's when they put out Equimini now if you're wondering about where the name came from it is a uh, play off of their Zodiac signs of course uh, Big Boy being the Aquarius and Andre 3000 being the Gemini uh, the album was certified platinum in November of 98 double platinum in July by July of 99. Um, it peaked at number two on both billboards charts. Now, here's what I like about it. And most of you will recognize Equimini by the Rosa Parks song, which was really, really catchy. Yeah. The beat, I mean, it's still today you can play that in the club and it just goes off the charts. Here's what I like about this. You know, they kind of had this theme where all of their music was like, um, like astronomical not what's the word I'm not astrological that's zodiac signs astronomical like dealing with astronomy and the star mm-hmm. like this outer space vibe to their lyrics yeah. um, they wrote a song called Atlians and uh, it was f- fantastic um, by the way are you aliens anyways we can go into that later <laughs> 
but here's what I like about equipment I've been. It, they they changed their delivery method up on this rap album, and instead of like having more electronic engineered beats, this was the first studio album they put out that featured predominantly live music. Yeah, and, and I love that for a reason because I am a live musician. Yeah, and anytime you can get, you just get a more thick, richer sound. And they employed so many musicians into making this album. Yeah, like oftentimes switching in and out and leaving in and out during the recording process you know they try something out if it didn't sound right they would replace them with somebody else and always keep them on the side and bring them back for a later song and from cover to cover dude this it is a fantastic album yeah their lyrics are always on point because they're always I mean they always deliver with solid flow and solid lyrics and solid cadence in their songs and the the music that's what sold it for me was the musical production of this album the live musicians in a studio can always give you something that an electronic beat pad can't and outcast dumped when southern playlist it came out that album was the junk and it yeah. could have very very easily have taken that number three spot i just based it off of those are my two favorites yeah um atlands was good but southern playlistic and equipment were just golly dude I just I love it. I yeah. still listen to any of their because Outkast, dude, they're another one of those groups that just span the decades. So much. Yeah. They come out in the early '90s and they're still around today, even though their musical style has changed and they don't make albums together anymore. They're still out there because Big Boy's still producing stuff. Andre 3000 is still producing stuff. They drop a track every now and then, and it's just it, it's amazing, dude. So again, do yourself a favor, and if you hadn't ever listened to Outkast, number one, shame on you. <laughs> How do you call yourself an American? They put the South on the map and then when Outkast came out they brought um, they paved the way for people like Ludacris um, like T.I. Missy Mr. Mina Elliot that's another yeah. one that almost made my list um, producers like Timberland Magoo all these other dudes Aaliyah you just gotta check all this stuff out dude it's great if you've never listened to Southern Rap Hip Hop R&B you really need to check it out because these dudes were at the forefront in the 90s yeah. and they just like here is what we got to offer don't forget about the South we might talk slow we might be seem lazy but we ain't <laughs> Bam, and changed it. Changed the rap game forever. Everybody's like, dang, East and West, it might not be all that like we thought it was. <laughs> what about these boys from the South bumping in Cadillacs? Anyways, <laughs> that's my number three, dude. I'm passionate about that album because I freaking loved Outkast. Plus, you're right. There's, there's something about uh, when hip-hop incorporates like real like, yeah. like live musicianship. Yeah. I've always gravitated to those guys like uh, Wyclef would bring in musicians or... Um, Tupac would even play guitar from time to time. Uh, <coughs> help the the Roots are a band, so like <laughs> uh, I've always sort of been drawn to that kind of that hip hop um, a little bit more. But um, so that's your number three. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. What do you got? Number two. That's it. My number two is uh, is OK Computer by Radiohead. Ah, that was another one. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of Radiohead albums I kicked. Yeah. Down. Go ahead. Uh, Radiohead was one of those bands. They came out in in what what the press called the second uh, the second wave of the uh, British Rev- uh, British uh, invasion. Yeah, um, and most of the press focused on uh, Oasis and Blur. The fight yeah. between Oasis, Oasis and Blur being the new Beatles or whatever. That yeah, was. and who's who's better, Oasis and Blur? I remember somebody uh, that's asked not, me, should not even be a question. That's hands down Oasis. <laughs> Oasis takes that championship. Well, you know, Blur, day, they did a lot of good they stuff, did, but, but they're not as memorable as Oasis. The um, number of hits and. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But somebody asked me one time. They were like, "Who, 
who do you think won the war between Oasis and Blur? I said, I think Radiohead and Pulp won the war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both of those bands I ended up liking more than... You said the, OK Radio is the one you picked? OK, uh, okay Computer, okay yeah. OK Computer, yeah. Um, that's the, that was the one. I, I could have gone with The Benz because The Benz is a great album too. Um, what about Paranoid Android? Well, Paranoid Android is on OK oh, Computer. Oh, that's right. I, you I, think, I, uh-huh. I'm sorry. That's Brain OK. Fart. <laughs> Um, and that's one of the reasons why I picked that album because Paranoid Android is an incredible song. song. Uh, Karma Police, uh, Airbag, yeah. No Surprises, Exit Music for a Film. Um, it's just, it's an incredible and, and, album. And they're responsible for one of the greatest songs ever, which is Creep, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I still love that song. That song, dude, if you need to go look at all the different variations of Creep out there now, like th- that song is crossed all these genres too there's a version a jazz version of it by Postmodern Jukebox it's great I'm sorry I didn't mean to tap okay. your I believe it go ahead dude the, sorry um, but I'm, they're, they're I'm another such ba- a toe stepper so I was like Ben's talking say something right now let's do it right there Hey, so I'm doing it now. Hey, I'm sorry. Keep going. The uh, they're another band I've had the pleasure of uh, getting to see live, Punk. and uh, yeah, me and what well, was going to be myself, uh, Troy Ribron, and Jed Douglas were going to go see Radiohead, and then Jed had to back out at the last minute, uh, and and we got his ticket to one of Troy's friends, and we actually snuck into better seats at that concert because it was raining. Yeah. We didn't want to get rained on, and we just sort of snuck into like the covered part of the uh, amphitheater down there at, up there in Atlanta. Troy's good at doing sneaky stuff. Uh, <laughs> that time he about got us thrown out. Of, anyways, that's another story. Sorry. Let's say think about we think about it. Can yeah. you tell that story? No, I'm not. That's why I stopped. <laughs> Sorry, Troy Ron. We love you, dude. The uh, he was down the other day. I know you told me that. The um, but anyway, uh, okay, computer. Uh, it's a great album. It is kind of a game changer album in a lot of ways that radiohead this is the last proper rock album that they would make before they would decide to just not do anything traditional <laughs> uh but they started that trend kind of here this was sort of a uh, test in the waters yeah. before the the next album was kid a and that was basically an electronic album um, yeah the radio had changed so much between those two albums like <laughs> who are you and what did you do with my band this is horrible but uh, well they, it was still interesting it was uh, uh, you know i still i put on kid a from time to time but yeah. uh, but okay computer is that to me is the the apex of uh of their craft, uh, craft. and I, I highly recommend it like a craft beer I'm sorry craft beer like, some of my mind has always wanted to it's always programmed to take small things that you say that have no relevance to the conversation <laughs> and, and fixate on and that go on a rabbit trail <laughs> you said craft and I was like craft beer you have beaten I'm, anyway, I'm sorry the craft that movie about the witches <laughs> which was not a, not a good movie <laughs> but it has some pretty witches <laughs> um, okay so for my number two I'm going to the uh, realm of metal here for this band Oh, I don't know if they could hear that or not. I'm sorry if you could. <laughs> uh, and I'm talking about 1997's Metallica's Black Album. Here's why I like this album. Metallica released this album um, under, like, I don't want to say controversy, but a lot of their longtime fans were calling them sellouts mm-hmm. because they decided to focus more on the songwriting and the vocal part of the song instead of the 15-minute guitar assault, which there's nothing wrong with. As a guitar player, let me just preface this. As a guitar player, I love nothing more than those face-melting guitar solos. If I'm in a rock mood, 
I will purposefully go for the songs that have the 13 to 15 minute mark range because I know they're going to sing. I know they're going to jam out like Metallica, um, Coheed and Cambria's mm-hmm. um, Welcome Home. That's a great it's a song. great song because it's full of guitar solos, the entire song. And then at the end of it, they just jam the mess out. And I like that. That's what I like about old Skinner stuff. Like the original version of Free Bird that's like 19 some odd minutes long. <laughs> I love it because it's full of guitar. Old Metallica stuff was the same. It was very, very, very heavy metally. Um, it was more like going to their live concerts where we write a verse and a chorus and another verse and sing the chorus again. Then we're just going to jam the freak out, mm. which I like. Let me mention that again. Oh, yeah. I like it. But when they put the Black Album out, um, they decided to try to cross that bridge and transition into a band that focused more on their song content and they did a great job at the black album um it had nothing else matters on there um it had um uh shoot inner sandman inner sandman was on there that's the one um it, they released um the unforgiven was yeah. on that album wait a minute i got my i got my years wrong Metallica, they didn't release that in 97. They released that in 91. It was in August 12, I was going to say, I don't I think like, it's I 97. Wrote that <laughs> I wrote that down wrong. Um, they also, during production of that, they had conflict with their producer, Bob Rock, at the time, who was a major douche. Um, and like I said, it, it, it changed them from like a thrash metal style of band to their previous four albums to like a slower, more purposeful, heavier, yeah. rooted, heavy metal. Um, they promoted the album with a, seri- uh, with a series of tours, released five singles, Inner Sandman, Unforgiven, Nothing Else Matters, Wherever I May Roam, Sad But True, all of which are considered... Songs five of their best songs ever and they're fantastic yeah like my workout playlists are littered with those songs <laughs> because they're great um now <clears throat> excuse me uh don't tread on me they released that too uh right after right after the release mm. and it's just dude it's 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 a great album it's 62 minutes long released on elect it was produced by hatfield bob rock and lars orich it's what saved the album because bob rock like i said was a douche um <laughs> But then, but he's the one that sort. Of, he is also the one that sort of brought that out of him. Though. Yeah, That's, he did. I mean, um, I, I agree. But anyways, album is great. Like I said, they they received so much crap for that album though. All of their their dedicated fans are calling them sellouts just because they were, and they still. But like, even though the guitar solos are not as long and drawn out, they're, they're still, still good. yeah, they're still yeah. powerful and concise, and I still like them. I don't have. Um, any qualms and granted in rock's favor it was also his first time producing like a rock heavy metal album or a metallic album for that matter and so um yeah i mean it was good i enjoyed it now after that their albums they kind of fell off for me they put some stuff out that was decent but um i mean some of their newer stuff i don't really care for yeah, I like their garage um, sessions. That garage ink or whatever. Yeah, garage ink. And then I like when they did some of the stuff with like that Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah, like No Leaf Clover, a great song, fantastic song. I like the uh, what was the album they did not that long ago? That Death Magnetic. That was a yeah. good album. I, but I never really listened to it. I need to check yeah. that out. That's a good. I, album. I never really have given that one a chance to even like really formulate an opinion. But I will. I'll check that out this week. We saw them on that tour. That was a really good show. Yeah, Metallica, dude. They're you know, and you can watch their live videos. They still put on a great show. And 
and you think as a metal band they would be distant from their fans but they're actually very hands-on with their fans and you yeah. know close and pulling people up on stage to play with them and yeah they're really great i really like when um james hetfield and kirk hammett play the national anthem like around san francisco yeah. for baseball games and stuff they play it live it's so amazing <laughs> it's great but yeah um, metallica's black album that's my number two uh ben why don't you jump off and tell us what your number one is homie my number one Ugh, Huey. My number one, define the odds and still being a relevant act to this day, um, is uh, the first album by Weezer. Oh. Weezer by Weezer. Weezer by Weezer. Um, or the Blue Album, as it is often yep. called. Um, Weezer, in those early days at least, are just one of those bands that that spoke to me. Those first two albums in particular are basically perfect um so i could easily have said pinkerton today too um that's a great album as well um but i think i'm going to give the nudge to the blue album uh my name is jonas buddy holly the sweater song say it ain't so those are just the hits then you've also got surf wax america holiday only in dreams in my in the garage all these they're great songs um uh, the world has turned and left me here. Like these, there, I can. There's few albums um, that I can put on end to end and never and not want to skip a single song ever. Yeah. And that's one. Of, it's one of those albums, along with the album that we decided we weren't going to put on this list because we've talked about it so yes, much. My gosh, <laughs> Pearl Jam Ten, which is the greatest album of the nineties. <laughs> that, that sits atop a loft of the mountaintop. That's on my mountaintop. That is my <laughs> pinnacle. But I didn't put it on there this time, so anybody give me crap about it. Anyway, it's finished. I'm sorry. Um, it is finished. But um, but the the Weezer album, I, if you can't tell, if you don't know me and you're not watching this video now and you can see me, I'm a pretty big nerd. Um, <laughs> I didn't have to watch the video to know that. <laughs> well, the, look at me. I'm all nerdy looking. Um, and Weezer was the nerd uh rock band yeah. they were they were the ones that spoke to us in a way that uh not many other they name drop x-men characters on the song in the garage yeah um as well as members of kiss but um and also there's a you know there is a link between this album <coughs> and uh the unfortunate death uh earlier this week um rick okasic of the cars yeah. who passed away yesterday uh produced this album um and uh it's I was going to wait till the end of the show to bring that up, but I, I didn't think about it until I started talking. I said, you know, he produced this album. Um, uh, rest in peace, Rick Ocasek. Yeah. Uh, you will be missed. I love the cars. Um, <laughs> you're just what I needed. But, um, just what I needed. <laughs> I don't mind you coming here <laughs> and wasting all my time. Um but anyway, Weezer, Weezer, uh, it's a great album. Weezer. I, I do recommend you also check out Pinkerton. Um, it's loosely based on the play Madam Butterfly, but it's also a great album. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Never really understood that song, but it was still. It's my cool. least favorite song on the album. Yeah. I, I'm actually gonna no I'll admit You're to that. Singing about your cardigan unraveling, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, but it's a it's a great album. It's it's got a lot. It's got great hooks. Um. It's a, it's a memorable album. And Weezer, like I said, to this day, define the odds. Yeah. They're still a relevant act. <laughs> they are. They're still pretty good. I like Weezer. 
Um, yeah, they just released an album not too long ago. Yeah, they did that cover of Africa too, yep. which was, was a huge hit. For it was decent. I liked it. Is that all you got? That's it. That's my all number right, one. So I'm just gonna jump into my number one right here, and I'm gonna just throw this out there because I can't talk about albums from the '90s and not mention this, even though you just did. But Pearl Jam's ten <laughs> will always be, always be. One of my favorite albums of all times. I could spin it all day long and listen to it. It's full of hits. Anyways, I purposely did not pick it. I didn't put it on my list because I was trying to cover all albums from the 90s and just not albums that Blake thinks are cool because apparently other people are dorks anyways. (laughs) So I still went to the 90s scene and I really got to think. And after we did the top rock albums of the 90s, this one almost made my list. And my cousin Greer brought it to my attention. He's like, you totally forgot that because I put him onto it back in Mm -hmm. the day. And um, that's Bush's debut album, 16 Stone. Mm. Uh, they released it in December of 94. And it, um, it was like tr- Trauma and Interscope Records. And it was their most popular album. It peaked number four on the Billboard 200. It had Come Down, uh, Glycerine. It had Alien. Machine Head was on there. Um, Ex-Girlfriend. There's just a bunch of good music on Little that song. Little things. Everything's yeah. in. Yeah, all the, I was getting those. Thank you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you keeping me You keeping me saying I was trying to think of those. But anyways, 16 Stone is a fantastic album. And the reason why I picked it is it's also one of those albums that, I, I mean, I listen to it today. I, when, I got to, when I was driving to Pearson work, I just put it on. Uh, shuffle or whatever because I like the album it's like I said Gavin Rosdale and those guys really put together a solid album they put a couple of good albums out Hmm. 16 Stone was my favorite yeah, he married Gwen Stefani. Sure did. Yeah, bef- yeah then divorced Gwen Stefani. Yeah, punk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Gavin Rosdale, dude. I mean, his vocal delivery, the composition of the songs. I mean, they're really driven. They're really edgy for the most part. Um, Alien is probably my favorite song off of the album. Yeah. Um, just because it's got that slow ethereal feel to it, and after the rest of it is like cut and raw and ragged, it's it's a nice break. You know what I mean mm-hmm. for the album as a whole. Uh, so that's what I mean. I like Sixteen Stone. I'll always love it. You should check it out if you haven't already. Um, it's a great album. I met Gavin Rosdale. Gosh. <laughs> I met this dude. I body slammed Michael Rooker. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, this is, uh, we were going to Music Midtown up in Atlanta one year. And um, who all was with me? I know Tyron Steedley was with me. I know David Evans was with me. Uh, but we met him and we met Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows that year. Yeah. Uh, Duritz was nicer, um, but we also met Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> but then again, he was still married to Gwen Stefani at the time. And if I were Gavin Rosdale, I'd be trying to get back to my trailer too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> just saying. Um, Cause she ain't no hollaback girl. Oh my god! <laughs> this is bananas. B a n a n a s. That's the only reason why most dumb people these days know how to even spell bananas. <laughs> Anyways, back to what you're saying. Uh, but it, it was uh, we met him. That's about the long and short of that story. He was he was very cordial, and then he went on his way. Um, <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello. It's nice Glad to meet you my fans. My music. <laughs> You bunch of bloody little wankers. Do you have a machine head? <laughs> mushy <laughs> head, as Josh Gilliard thought they said. It's better reason. than the rest. I got a mushy head. Anyways, I'm sorry. You have any honorable mentions, Blake? Uh, I mean, if I was going to throw some out there, um, hmm. 
you go ahead. Let me think about mine for a second. Well, there's a there's a couple that really, I mean, just really came close to making the list. I told Blake yesterday when I was putting Grace on the list, I had to do something that I didn't think would ever be done, which was pull this album off of the list, which is August and Everything After by The Counting Crows, which for the one. longest time was in my top favorite albums of all time and it's still a great album i still love it um it's kind of funny though i find myself listening to the second and third counting crows albums more yeah uh, than that one uh these days but it's still a great album in the end round here mr jones perfect blue buildings round here <laughs> <laughs> rain king it's just a, it's a great rain, album man. uh uh, the first Blind Melon album is an album that I love. That was uh, Simon's Dream? No, that was Smashing Pumpkins. Well, Although, sorry, Kyle. That could easily be on I'm this so list, sorry. too, is Simon's so Dream. Oh, yeah, Blind Melon. Yep, Blind Melon. Well, I'm, I'm off my game today. <laughs> Blind Melon, No Rain, uh, Change, Tones of Home. Yeah. Um, it's a great album. Um, this album didn't make the list only because it's... I don't even know how to classify it. It's kind of an album, but it's really considered an EP, yeah. an extended player. But Alice in Chains did a little album called Jar of Flies. Oh my which, gosh! Which is that, just yeah, that's on mine definitely. It's it's just in the end, it's perfect. Um, um, yeah, but that's the one. one. It's it's basically it's not a complete album, but it it is to me. Uh, no excuses. Nutshell. Mm-hmm. Rotten Apple. I stay away. That's a good uh, album. Don't follow, which is a great song that's on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those are really. And Siamese, you said Siamese Dream yep. by Smashing Pumpkins. I could have easily put that on this list. Um, I have a weird relationship with Smashing Pumpkins in that I love Siamese Dream and Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness and then everything else I'm just sort of wishy-washy on. Um, They did some good stuff other than those two albums, but but those two albums are legit masterpieces. Um, And Siamese Dream, I think, is the best, better of the two. But... um, but that's just me. Yeah. If I had to do an honorable mention list, and I'm not going to expound on these, I'm just going to list them. Green Day's Dookie would be on there. Uh, Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails would mm-hmm. be on that list. Nas's Illmatic would definitely mm-hmm. make the list. Um, I'd have to put Oasis' What Story Morning Glory. Mm-hmm. Um, Soundgarden's Super Unknown. Um, Wu Tang's Enter the Wu, the 36 Chambers was a fantastic really rap album. But you had to like really like Wu Tang style to dig their music. Yeah. And, um, and I found out later that, that that really is something that like you either liked it or you yeah, didn't. Yeah, you hated it, but I loved it. Um, the Fuji's The Score. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, let's see. Beastie Boys Check Your Head came out in 92. That was a good one. That was a good Both one. Use Your Illusions would be on that list. Yeah. Um, Lance Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. I'm going through this That's list here. That's a good here album. Because I found some. Bob Dylan's Time Out of Mind was That's pretty solid. Album, came out in 97. Porter's Head's Dummy came out in 94. Like that one. Yep. Uh, you got to put this... I think you got to put the Slim Shady LP on there. It's a good album. Um... Okay, and so we did. We did that I, other. And there's one for me I didn't mention. It's not generally as uh, yeah. well received uh, as other albums that this artist did. But mm-hmm. Beck did an album called Mutations yep. that I love. That's on my list. Too. Um, <laughs> that's my fact. That is without doubt my favorite Beck album. Uh, but yep. it's not the one you're going to hear songs on the radio. Off oh of. no 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 um, no no no. Now I did say Super Unknown by Soundgarden. Yes. But Bad Motorfinger was also that's, a great album. I would also put like 
Um, Neil Young's Harvest Moon came out in 92. Tom Petty's Wildflowers was in 94. Um, let's see, there's one more. What was it? What was it? What was it? That I wanted to mention and I didn't. Was it Nevermind by Nirvana? No, no, <laughs> no. But if I had to put a Nirvana album on there, it'd be in utero. Yeah. I'd never put Nevermind on there. It'd <laughs> be in utero. That album if so I, much. I just don't. I, I, okay, so let me clarify. It's not that I hate the album, it's not that I hated Nirvana. I just went crazy about Nirvana. I didn't think that they deserved all the credit that they got. They were a solid band, but as an overall product, they just they never did it for me. I like some of their stuff and but after a while, Kurt Cobain's whiny voice just kind of got on my nerves. I'd rather listen to Eddie Vedder spit nonsense that nobody understands but him. You know what I mean? Um, that's why. I just, never mind. If I had to pick um, out of Nirvana's album, it would either be In Utero or The Live in New York. Here's another one that um, would make it soundtrack. That Batman Forever soundtrack? That's a good soundtrack. Holy cow, dude. That could easily take a top album's spot because yeah. it was good. That Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, Kiss From yep. a Rose that album that, that sounds that was about when movie, movie soundtracks were great and they're not crap now they don't even make them anymore I don't even know why but anyways because people don't buy albums anymore yeah that's true they should though they really the, should um, those are my honorables though yeah I mean there's no there's no shortage like one that would make my list that probably isn't going to be on everybody else's is, is going to be Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus oh but, um, I, I forgot about Primus yeah but you know that. that's one of the great things about um, the the early to mid 90s to me is a lot like um like 67 to 73 like that sort of time frame in music like there was just so much and people were doing all kinds of different things and like it was all good and that's kind of what saddens me a lot about like like when I listen to the radio now because everything kind of sounds the same to me yeah it does country music sounds like pop music and pop music sounds like country music and now apparently rap music horrible. sounds like pop music rap music sounds like somebody with a seizure and a mouthful of peanut butter <laughs> stuck the rhythm and it just it I makes me sad it. but um, yeah, music has definitely lost its substance <laughs> and there's still there's still good stuff coming out but like um i, I would i would advise you to to sort of look past the top 20 and try to go yeah. sort of venture go, out go through that and go find some there. stuff you know, here's another one that I would have mentioned, and that was Hootie and the Blowfish. They put out Crack Rearview. Yeah, that was a good album. It had a bunch of great songs on it. Sold I like Hootie and the Blowfish. Eight million copies. So. Yeah, it was fantastic. Anyways, that's been our um, top five list for this week. <laughs> Plus every other album released yeah. in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that we like because we're at an hour and twenty minutes now. We were not even close to like thirty or forty minutes when we started this, but once we get passionate about something, it just happens. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, next week. What do you want to discuss next week? We usually normally pause, but we're doing a video, so I'm not gonna pause it. Let's go around. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, next week. Let's see. We did music. We did movies. Let's do... Did you see where Trey got on Facebook and said, we should do top five horror movies. We're getting there. We'll do it. October, Trey. Let's do... Oh, crap. I don't know. I really don't know what to do next week. Let's do top five. Let's talk about... Let's talk about movies next week. Okay. Let's do top five... Um... Unit, do, have we done movies from the 90s? 
No. Do you want to invite Lauren Emperor to be on that episode? Yeah, I'll call her and say we may have Lauren next week. Top five movies from the 90s. That's what we'll discuss next week. We'll keep in the same vein of 1990s because that's when we grew up or whatever. Hey, it's the 90s. It's the 90s, man. Uh, Yeah, so we'll do that. Uh, Ben, uh, you got some what's happening for us? Yeah. Just uh, a week up, please. We do. Um, September 18th up in Atlanta, the Who are going to be performing. What's left of them? The Who. Who? You know, the Who. Who? Fucking (laughs) owl. Who are you? Who, 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 who? Um, On September 19th in Macon, Georgia, Tracy Lawrence is going to be performing. And uh, also on September 19th, in the big city of Tifton, Georgia. Oh, Tifton. You can go watch Travis Tritt live. That's a big get for a Tifton. Little, little Texas is there like this week or next week. Really? I didn't see anything about that. Yeah. The only reason I saw about it is because I'm a mix sound at Rascals this past Saturday night. Uh, and uh, the guy that was there, they're opening for them in Tifton. He's like, we're going for Little Texas. So I was like, what? How did I not miss? Because Little Texas is one of my favorite country acts from the 90s. That's what we need to do one week. Just totally step out of the norm and talk about country music as much as I hate it. But I did like some of the stuff from the 90s. But I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, that's it. That's got really all I got. What's yeah. happening? Uh, other than, you know, we, Mr. Cartier. We mentioned uh, Mr. Cartier. What's happening? Anyway. Up your nose with the rubber hose. Up on your nose with the rubber hose. Um, Barberino. We mentioned the passing of Rick Ocasek. Yep. God rest, rest your soul. Peace. Eddie Money also passed away Take this past week. Take me home tonight. I don't want to. He got his two tickets to paradise. Or at least one, anyway. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to be... I don't want that other ticket. I don't ticket. want that other one. Not yet, anyway. Um, yeah, it's not my time. Uh, but, you know, we pay our respects to Eddie Money and Rick Ocasek. That's right. Two, uh, two well-loved uh, artists. Um, like I said, the Rick Ocasek one hit a little bit more home for me because I'm a big Cars fan. Um, they were, to me, one of the great bands of the 80s. Um and they'd released one of the all-time great debut albums of all time, The Cars, By the Cars. By the Cars. Um, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Um, but um, that's really all I got. We can we can get the mess on up out of here because we're at an hour and 23. We can put a zip tie on this bag and throw it in the can. Or off the bridge, depending on what you're hiding in the body. It might be a body. <laughs> right, anyway, gangster. I'm a gangster. <laughs> what? I'm a gangster, but y'all knew that. The big boss dog. Anyways. I just threw gang signs up on a video. You did. I just really you did my happened. fingers. It wasn't really a gang sign. I'm not a gangster. <laughs> I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Anyways. <laughs> I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to finish that lyric. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of time from up in your house. Now you know. On my podcast. Right there, see murder YouTube video. My mask on my face. That's it. Pop tarts in Cut my mouth. Feed. Cut feed now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, this has been another wonderful adventure of Ben and Blake's excellent adventure, whatever you want to call us. Uh, we want to hear from you guys, those people out there in YouTube land, Facebook land, wherever you're at. Um, we want to hear some things that you like, things you didn't like. Reach out to us um, and let us know what you would change, what you would like to see more of, because we really want to please you guys. We really enjoy doing this, but yeah. with our listeners, you know, we're you know we need to make sure we're hitting a vein. So y'all keep listening to us. Um, before we get out of here, make a shout out to Acme Pharmacy. Uh, go by and see them at East Dame Avenue in Homerville. Check out anchor.fm for your podcast-related needs. You can get us in several different ways. If you're on Twitter, you can look us up. Our tag is at Excellent Dudes. You can find us on Instagram at Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure. You can find us on Facebook at Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure. Um, 
You can look us up on our personal Facebook pages, Ben Murray, Blake Pittman. Um, we will probably scan your profile really good if you add us and we don't know you. But you can still <laughs> reach out to us through those. Uh, you can email us at Ben and Blake Six on Adventure at gmail.com. Uh, or you can also check us out on Radio America, or Radio Public, Radio America, whatever it is, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, hopefully on Apple iTunes here shortly. Uh, check us out on YouTube because now we got this, this YouTube channel here. Uh, go to your Google's machine and type in Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty well all I got for this week, Ben. I'm anything after this point is rambling. It's like <laughs> one twenty six, and I'm we're at hour twenty six, and I'm starving, and it's yeah. nine thirty because somebody was late because they had to work like an adult. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's been fun, dude. I enjoy this. I don't know if I told you that or not, but this is I've enjoyed doing this ever since we started. Yeah, I look me forward too. to this every week because I miss my friend. I miss you. I miss, I miss you, you buddy. Like an old yeller moment here or something. This one's not killing a dog or anything like Michael Vick. What? Sorry. <laughs> what? All right. So we're going to get out of here. We're going to blow this popsicle stand. We're going to do something, but bye. We're done. <laughs> so uh, for Ben and Blake's Excellent uh, Pod Adventure, God bless. <laughs> for Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast, I just want to remind you guys be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Party on. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. I'm going to say bye. Bye. bye.